What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another week of Talently Untalented. And as you can probably see, um, this show is this week's show has a very fun guest, but I thought I would switch it up a little bit and bring on another fun guest and do a little intro work um, with Erin, who I've spoken about on the podcast, All Good Things, by the way. Oh um, we've been sitting here watching. We've got lots. Of, we, I feel like we could actually, we, we're going to need at some point an entire episode, but we're, we're introing together. We just watched the Reputation Tour, and I'm riding a concert high, for sure. Absolutely. Um, I'm also, you're a budding TikTok star. Absolutely, yes. Would you like to share with the crowd? What, um, I, we've got two TikTok stars on that episode yes, today. Um, it's hard to compare our, our fame scopes <laughs> when you really think about it, but um, I did break my TikTok, TikTok hiatus today. I haven't posted, She's back. haven't posted in months. Posted TikTok today. I'm up to 34 likes. So wow. yeah, big stuff, big stuff in the works. Um, only three of them are people that I know personally. So she got fans, really y'all. exciting stuff. Yeah, fans. keeping the fans I'm entertained. So <laughs> We're just a little house of little content creators. Um, so for those of you that don't know, I like I said, I have mentioned it. Aaron and I live together here in Chicago. Um, I wish maybe I'll take a picture and post it in like a carousel. I wish you guys could see where we're sitting. We're sitting in our movie theater room. our home theater yes. <clears throat> we're sitting in our home theater because like i said we watch reputation how are you feeling post reputation post reputation i feel incredible it was the best experience i'm doing i've told you about this but i'm doing um midnight's prep in order oh, yes, and we are in, yes. we're in release week so i've been listening to each album from the entire discography and today was reputation day so naturally i forced Aaron's my roommate to Midnight. watch the reputation stadium tour with me it was phenomenal i love it i am always like here's the thing about me is that like i love a concert like a a concert movie per se yeah i will watch all of them anytime and i said do you want to watch reputation i said yes i do Mm -hmm. so i'm very glad that i've got to partake in i've gotten to partake in the midnight's release week build up that's this week because i also feel like we need to touch on the fact that like I'm kind of a fake Swifty. I, I am a Swifty, but like, Aaron you're a Swifty, Aaron but then the today during reputation, you're like, what song is this? No, like, like, I asked, right. I can't even remember what it's called now. It was This Why We Can't Have Nice Things. This Why We Can't Have Nice Things. Mm-hmm. Never heard that until today. It, it is awesome, literally, right? it was amazing. It was incredible. And in the show, too, what, and what's the song that I just asked you what it was called? Uh, Don't, Don't Blame, blame me. me. I can't ever remember the name of that song. <laughs> but like, I love Miss Swift. That was big right it. now because of TikTok. Because of TikTok. It's, it's a TikTok like, sound. yeah, it's viral it's very, it's right a, now. Yeah. It's so, oh, I forget how many songs in Reputation there are that I like, but um, how are we feeling about Midnight's? Midnight, it's going to be incredible. Um, I'm very excited. I'm very excited to hear more of it. Or I say yeah. more. We've heard none. Right. Um, <laughs> rumor has it like this week. We'll be getting snippets, but it's like, I feel like like we've had no lead single, no like video promo. We have no sound. Um, Except so, these crazy little TikToks. Right. Yeah. Well, spinning I, the wheel. I feel like we got, <laughs> right? We have the aesthetic though with like totally. the shoots, the vinyls. Well, you show it's me the giving video. 70s. Yes. It's going to yeah. be exciting. I think it's going to be pretty disco. I heard a rumor that there are going to be age restrictions. You were telling me about for, this. You were like, telling me about this. For like the concerts on certain nights, which 
means definitely going to be like either explicit lyrics or like even maybe some like more adult content and the yeah, themes. That's crazy. So super Unless exciting. Gro- grown up Taylor. Yeah, I do not want kids up in my consort when I when I go. Because so. we're definitely going to be going. Mm-hmm. We've conspired that it's going to be at Soldier Field, mm-hmm. so we think mm-hmm. two nights. Two nights, according rumor. to the rumors, but. Um, once again, but if anyone's listening that TikToks. could confirm this, I.E. Miss Swift, you know, <laughs> Miss Swift, we're, did you we're, hear this? We're right next door to Soldier Field. Yeah, We'd be really close. send us our backstage we passes. Need, yeah, it would really be easy we're for you. Super excited. Um, I'm very excited to see what it sounds like. I'm in the mood for like new music too. So like it all, this is all just it's perfect. But I I watch Reputation. I just want to go to a concert. Yeah, I literally sit here singing my little head off. It's so fun. I love it. Um, is there anything else you'd like to share with the with the crowd? I'm trying to think of some uh, fun things um, that we could talk about. No pressing news. I'm just excited to be here. Excited to be on the pod for the first time. I know this is crazy. Definitely not the last time. No, absolutely not the last. Honored to do the little co-intro for such a special episode. I know, I'm very excited. With the king himself coming on here I'm in a bit. Very excited for this episode. Um, well, Aaron, thank you for introing. This was so perfect. It was such um, an honor. We will absolutely be doing like a full episode, but we just needed we needed to quite literally spice things up. So, um, without further ado, we're gonna roll into the interview with Brand Flakes. Um, Aaron was here when I recorded, and it was very fun. Um, I have my headphones on, so she couldn't hear anything. So I'm excited for everybody to get the first glimpse. And yeah, thank you for thank, thank you. you for joining me, Aaron. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm super excited to have you today on Talently Untalented, um, somebody that I've been watching for a while now and I'm super pumped to have. Um, I feel like we all know a lot about you, um, given given what you do for a living, um, <laughs> but I kind of want to take like a second to like dive a little deeper, get to know, get to know the brand that everybody might not know, um, but personally and selfishly, like I'm just curious about lots of different things um but I guess we can start with like life before TikTok so we all know your fabulous TikTok personality but I'm always very curious just like as a human um and somebody that's like interested in you know and follows many different influencers like what did life look like before TikTok specifically because I know you've recently talked and started posting a lot about like fashion and things of that nature so I'm like super curious to know about like your your history with that and kind of like life before the talk yeah um I grew up in the suburbs of Philadelphia like 35 minutes outside of the city um so I've lived here my whole life pretty much and then I went to college like just right outside of the city like 10 15 minutes away um and then I studied I studied fashion in school um I was fashion merchandising so like the business end of fashion Okay, cool. Yeah, L Woods type of shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 4.0 in fashion merchandising. That's that was literally me. Um, oh my god, I love that. <laughs> yeah, that's such a cute little tagline. Yeah, I need to I need to flex that more. Um, but yeah, I you went totally to school, do. I went to school for fashion. Um, and then I got my I also got my master's in fashion design and magic. Oh wow, okay, so that was cool. like a mixture of business with a little bit of design as well. Right. Um, 
So I graduated, like finished that program in July, 2020 was when like the graduation would have been, but it was canceled because of COVID. Um, And then I got a job in the industry, like pretty much directly after I got my master's. Um, There was a little bit of a lull because of the pandemic, but. Yeah, that's a um, real fun time to be coming out. (laughs) Yeah. I feel that though, that, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I started working in the industry, like I'd been interning, but I started like working full time as my job in August of 2020. Okay. I did that for about a year and then I kind of switched gears. I stayed in like the merchandising business, but moved into more like Mm -hmm. e-commerce, not anything to do with fashion. Um, And then that was kind of like around that time was I was also doing TikTok um, just like for fun, like posting videos. not really like thinking anything of it. I was kind of treating it like a Instagram, like just like posting right. like, drunk content, whatever. Literally, um, like that's funny. like the epitome of 2020. I yeah, literally... like just posting funny things that like my friends would laugh at, um, and then it kind of just like blew up um, out of nowhere. Really, I wasn't really expecting it. And that summer, summer 2021, like I went from like 3,000 followers on like June 1st to like. 80,000 by the end of September. Oh, wow. Um, so it was, it was a big like transformation. Um, but yeah, life before that, like it was pretty, it's weird. Like, I don't want to say it was similar to my life now because obviously my my life now is a lot different, but I was hanging out right. with the same people kind right. of doing the same things and living in Philly. So like the blueprint was there. Like it was just right. now between now this being my full-time job and obviously going out is different now and I've met totally. a lot of new people and I've lost some people along the way too that that's changed but overall like the outline is still pretty much the same just like chaotic gay guy living in Philly likes to party <laughs> um and works hard that that's pretty much the yeah. same yeah I literally love that I also love that like you've I love that like you're in Philly because I also feel like so I've never been but I feel like just from things that I know a couple people from there I feel like it's such an underrated town (laughs) I feel like it's such an underrated town and I see your content and I'm like god Philly looks so fun like literally so fun. fun it's so much fun I think what makes Philly like so at least for me for some people some people don't like this but for me I like this it's just like I think there's like a statistic, like 60% of the city like grew up and was raised like around it. So that's like South, cool. South Jersey and the Philly suburbs, there's all these like different counties. So okay. it's kind of easy for like, it's almost like you're going to like a big college where it's like, there's so many yeah. people, you're not going to meet every single person, but like, it's also really easy to like kind of be like, oh, that's this person from this place and this person from that place. Um yeah. And then the people who do move here, like, I feel like, I feel like it, it's a little bit harder to adjust for them at first, just because they do feel like everyone kind of knows each other. But once right. they get like into that group, like I have like, obviously a close, very close inner circle, but like my outer circle is like huge. Like there's yeah. no shortage of friends here. And like, I love that. That's awesome. Cause that's one thing I've noticed. I like am a recent transplant of Chicago and where I went to school at UW Madison. And so like a lot of kids from Madison make the like Madison to Chicago move. And so I'm really lucky to have like a lot of my friends from school and things like that. But I feel like it's so hard to make friends in like a new yeah. city. It's like, how do you navigate? How do you do that? Especially right now, like right. just with like, I don't know, it's so much different than it used to be. Um, so that is tricky, but I really do love that. So you said, so you grew up in Philly or yeah, like just outside. Summer. Yeah, just outside. Just outside. Yeah. Um, what were like growing up were you like 
I don't want to like for lack I don't want to say center of attention because it's like not it but like <laughs> I just feel like there's a certain there's a certain personality that like enjoys you know letting yeah. people in where was that always you or was so like I think deep down yeah I always like right. loved attention like I always <laughs> within my friends I was very like outgoing and but there was definitely like growing up like i I wasn't the coolest kid in school by any means. Definitely experienced like bullying at certain point. Yeah. So I don't think that like the person that you know me me as now definitely wasn't the person I was 10 years ago. Um, I think there was parts of him there, but what I have now that I didn't have then was confidence. So it was like, I didn't have the confidence to like exude all the things that I say and do now. Um, I would have never like had the confidence to like make videos or do anything like 10 years ago no shot right no that's I yeah that's really cool well and I almost feel like that's the coolest part about like life online and like Mm -hmm. when you start to develop that personality is it almost like I feel like so often we only talk or hear about like the negative aspects of like what it means to be an influencer but I really do feel like there is so much to be told and like how it really can make people shine and like develop like some true you know like it's a career path no matter like yeah, for sure. how you want to slice it so it's like like any career path I think it's going to push and push you and cause you know growth and things like that so I think it's really cool and I'm always just like very I don't know what the word I want to use is I'm very I have a lot of respect for people like you that have managed to take it and turn it into something like really cool and really like almost selfless and just authentic you know what I mean like just the straight up authentic like authenticity um because I feel like that is the side that we don't hear like we don't hear about the authenticity and like the realness um but like kind of with that I think that's something that I think about a lot when I think about like you know the path of an influencer or like what does that transition look like? Like once you start to, you know, like gain the following and once this is kind of like, okay, like this is my, this is my job now. Like, this is yeah. what I do. The attention and, you know, just all. Yeah. Of that. I mean, I, I'm still learning. I think every single totally. day is like you, for me, it's just been a very day by day thing. Um, you know, I think the biggest change for me was that like my content when I first started was very like focused on drinking. Um, it was right. very focused on like the party culture and like obviously like there's still elements of that to my content now, but it was like I really started like hitting the ground running on that account, on my account, like June 2021. Like the vaccine okay. had just been like totally like been distributed out. Like, everyone thought out. It was, like everyone thought that was like the cure. Everyone thought it was over. Everything that had been closed had just like officially reopened and it was warm out because it was summer. So it was just like, I was 24 <laughs> years old. Like it was just a recipe for like, what was the best summer of my life? Like June, yeah. I will always say summer. It will be very hard for any summer to ever top summer 2021. Like, so that was just like crazy. And at first it was just, it's like a relationship. Like you have this amazing honeymoon phase when you first like take off and I tell people anytime like I'm like really enjoy those beginning few weeks because it's just fun you just you're new to having people comment nice things for most people in the beginning you don't I feel like at least for me like I didn't really have any haters I was just like had people who were just like oh my god this is so so exciting like whatever I feel like I don't know why like when I had like literally 50 60,000 followers on TikTok I swore I swear my videos got more views than they do now like I think people were just like discovering you and like 
just so many fun, exciting things were happening. And then because my videos were centered around going out and I was used to going out in Philly, like it started to get a little bit weird when I would go out and people would recognize me. And I was like, oh my gosh, sure. so cool. I like loved it at first. Um, and I'm not saying I don't love it now, but it's not the same. Like now when right. I go out, it's kind of like this like weird expectation. Like if I, if a fan says hi, you're expected to say hi back, take a picture with them. Like you're expected to like be super, super drunk and crazy because that's how you look in your TikToks. And like, everyone's like kind of like looking at you to do a certain thing. Or like, if you're there for work now, like the club's expecting you to tag them and stuff. It's, it's totally different, but it wasn't like, it didn't transition that quickly. Like at that point, it was just like, baby right. steps. like first it was kind of like just getting into the groove of like people knowing who I was, which was just a weird feeling. Um, then it was like, okay, now I have to like be comfortable like talking to people and like meeting people. And like, then it was like, wow, I can't like really like get like crazy fucked up because I don't want to do anything stupid. In front but of you're not going to like, right. Yeah. That like people are going to be like, Oh, did you see brand flakes last night? Do this. Like, so that was a hard transition. And then with work, it was weird because while this was happening, I switched jobs. I was um, going to say, were you like working like yeah, work, being so a working girly I, as this was all yeah, blowing so, up? Yeah. So I was working in my fashion job and that was really fun because I kind of knew I was on my way out. So like, I didn't really care that much. And everyone, <laughs> everyone there like loved me and they like, yeah. thought the whole thing was hysterical. It was like that kind of like a That's company. Cool. It was like kind of tight knit. Um, but then when I switched over and I was in the office, which was like, I really liked, but then when I switched over to my second job, it was completely remote. And I think that's, was like, there was pros and cons. Like the pro was There's that, like, for sure. Pros I was be able to make videos like kind of all day, like mm -hmm. in between meetings and stuff. And like, when I had a slow day, like I was home and could just film and think of stuff. Yep. But then I like started kind of feeling shitty because I was like, eh, I'm not really being productive at my nine to five, but I really just don't enjoy this job. Like I was stressed out a lot about it. Um, and then it kind of got like bad because I think when the honeymoon phase ended, which was kind of around November, like middle of November, okay. I want to say, then I was just like kind of stuck in this room all day, right at this desk, like on my computer and then on my phone. I just was like way too connected. Like I was in my yeah. head, the imposter syndrome was linking in. I was getting plenty of like mean messages at this point because my account had hit like probably like 130,000 followers at this point. Like, so that was like kind of like rough. And at that point, I wasn't like making a ton of money from TikTok. Um, I was kind of just starting. Like I was just starting to sign a few a few deals, which was great because I was getting like it was a side hustle. Like I was getting like a few extra yep. thousand dollars on top of my already salary. So I was totally comfortable. But it wasn't like there was no part of me that was like, this is something I'll be able to do full time. Like I was like, eh, I don't really know if that's going to work out. Right. So it was weird. It was, it's a hard transition. It's like, I think there's different layers to it. Like I went through like three major life transitions, like in one year, yeah. like I, with jobs, at least like I went from my fashion job. Then I were, went to work, um, like in just like a regular business job. And then I worked as a TikTok manager for the same company I was working at. Okay. Um, and that like murdered me. I was like, after that, I was like, I need to like take a break. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. So, so when you talk about like, I think one of the things that I'm like most curious about too, is like I said, like I had seen you post, um, you know, talking about how you want to post different content and like not keeping yourself in like that one niche or that one box per se. Yeah. But to someone like me who like, like is like, Oh my God, it's normal for people to like 
figure out what they you know like figure what they want to post and what they're passionate about because at the end of the day like that's I think the coolest part about like everything that you do is like it all boils down to like you can do anything that you want to do you know being that you're passionate about it but so like when you're receiving like what does it look like on the receiving end of like I'm like oh like I would never even you know for a second question if somebody wanted to change up what they were posting I'm like that's literally the point of social media but like how to and I guess kind of like a two-parter question would be like it's also the million dollar question is like taking the hate and like how do you like like cope but also like use it as motivation I don't know like walk me through some of that yeah. So the thing with TikTok is like everyone, like you've probably heard people say like, oh, you need a niche. You need something like that's going to make your content like specific, like, oh, I'm a workout influencer. I'm a body positive influencer. And I kind of got labeled as this, like people say I make like blackout content, like drunk, crazy content, which I do. Um, but <laughs> I didn't love that being my whole brand. I don't love that being my whole brand because that's not my entire personality. Um, The problem is with TikTok, like it really does focus on a niche, like every single thing, like the algorithm really does organize your content between like the words that you say in your video to hashtags you use to what videos of yours go viral. Like they really start putting you. That's why when people are like, oh my God, I feel like my for you page, like knows exactly what I'm thinking all the time. It's like, no, the app is insane. Like it literally organizes (laughs) videos for you. (laughs) So like majority well, I don't want to say majority, but a lot of my thoughts came from summer 2021 when I was in this like crazy partying phase of my life, like probably like the most intense partying I've ever done. Like I was just coming out of the pandemic. Like I was, I had moved to a city. I wasn't like, it was the perfect storm. Like I said, vaccine, hot weather right. in my own apartment, living in the city. Like I was ready to go, like whatever. That literally um, is the perfect recipe. <laughs> yeah, and like I said, I was at the tail end of my job. Like I didn't really care. Like I was, I was feral. Like I was fully feral. Um, fully but feral. my content, like, is at the end of the day, it's me. Like my brand is myself. Like when people are like, "How do you make videos every day?" I'm like, "Well, I just think I just make videos of what my thoughts are. Like if I have a thought that day, I'll be like, "Oh, that's funny. I'll put that in a TikTok, whatever." Um, but the thing with that is you change, you grow. Well, exactly. I enter different phases of my life. Like right now I have a boyfriend, which like is very weird. Congratulations, by the way, that is (laughs) very exciting stuff. So now I'm like whipping out boyfriend content. Like who would have thought that was going to ever happen? So I like to kind of dive into different areas of my life. But when you're talking about what does it look like on the receiving end, like I'll notice if I make a video about like being drunk or being hungover, that might get like 90,000 views. But if I get a video, if I make a video about like the outfit that I just bought at the mall, it might get like at best 15,000 views. And a lot of that's probably setting a red flag. And a lot of people who are listening to this mind, like, why do you care? Like, who cares? Like just post. That's like, that's your, when it's your job metric. Yeah. That's like your your... job. (laughs) And your job is to hopefully get videos that produce not only more views, but get more likes, get more engagement, get more comments, get more followers. That's how you get brand deals. It's like, It's like if you're in real estate, like you need to sell the house. You can have as many people look at it. If you're not selling the house, you're not making that settlement. You're not making that. That is probably the best, like, well, I compare influencing influencing to real estate all the time. I think they're so similar. That is Um, so true. So that's the hard part. It's like 
you, if you're in business at work, like, and I can, I think about all the time, like when I worked at fashion, I was like, I would be upset when sales were bad a week. Like, right. You don't, but it's not crazy for people to complain about having low sales. It's kind of the same with influencing, like low engagement for us is like low sales. Like a good week of sales means like a good week of content. Like you get a lot of views. So it's kind of like this weird, like thing where it's like, okay, so you can get past not caring because like, okay, I'll upload three videos a day too. Then we'll be about drinking and then I'll have one that's about fashion. But then it confuses your followers. Like they're like, mm-hmm. what is this? Cause like people want to put you in a box. They want you to be like, oh, you're the fitness girl. You would probably be weirded out if your favorite fitness influencer started making videos about like her toxic relationship. You'd be like, okay, cool, Becca, but I want to see you do, show me how to do a push-up. Like people like now come and they're like, but we want to see you do like crazy drunk shit. We want to hear you talk about party stories and all that stuff. So it's weird. Um, It's a very weird situation. And while your true fans want to see everything, you have to just go with the assumption, like whether it's true or not, that like there's going to be people out there that don't. They just want to see you like how they see you. And TikTok itself, the way the algorithm is set up, kind of caters to those people um so that's hard and then to your second part about like the haters and stuff I mean I definitely think growing up this is gonna sound like weirdly fucked up but I think like growing up and like not being cool definitely prepped prepped me for a lot because I've been adversity and having negative comments thrown my way but what the people don't prepare you for or like you don't you there's honestly really nothing you can do to prepare for it is like I think I had this idea and I think a lot of people have this idea like, oh, I'm scared to make videos and I want people to call me ugly or all that stuff. It's like, at least for me, that stuff is like, whatever, say that. Right. I don't give a fuck. But it's the really mean personal comments where like people like psychoanalyze your behavior. Like, oh, I feel like he's spiraling. Like, have you seen these videos like recently? Or like, oh my God, his content's so annoying. Or you can just tell he makes videos for validation. Like making really personal character attacks and like, that's hard to read at any time but it's like from people that don't even know you that That is yeah that is crazy and there's that famous phrase which is really true it's like other people's opinions of you aren't your business but when you have a career on the internet whether you want to see or listen to other people's opinions isn't really your choice um you're gonna see a comment that's gonna upset you you're gonna see something that's gonna upset you at some point and it's very hard not to let that impact you um when you're alone at night and sitting oh God, up in yeah, bed yeah. and thinking about it um there's no one there to kind of tell you like no Brandon that's not true you know your mind starts to wander and even though you have 320,000 people that follow you and love you you start thinking about the four people that commented on your most recent video and said something that wasn't nice yeah it's hard the way the brain works yeah no I that I think that is like I I have a career in like PR and social um and I think that's one of the things that got me so interested in it, it is was like truly like the influencer piece of that, because I'm very much the believer of I like fully I, th- I feel like there's so many people out there that like don't look at this, like look at what you do as like a career path. Right. They're, like they yeah. don't actually validate it in that way. That's like, you know, like sometimes like my parents sometimes don't even understand, like when I'm telling them about, you know, certain people or whatever. So I I do feel like it's very hard, but I'm also very passionate about like trying to like flip that narrative. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. trying to get people to understand that like it is very much a legit thing. Kids, you know, are going to grow up now and be like, I want to be this or see like Mm -hmm. people that are authentic 
and you know making a living off of that yeah it's definitely going to be a long transition oh my gosh um, but I don't think it's going anywhere and I think it's actually the opposite like not only are kids going to grow up wanting to be influencers but like these big influencers that we see especially with youtubers like they have teams of people like that you can now be an influencer (laughs) makeup artist you could be an influencer manager you could run an influencer you could be there's influencer coordinators at yeah at companies like good companies have teams that literally have influencer marketing teams like it's not just influencing as a job there's now jobs around influencing yeah. and being influencers um but yeah it is very I think people just see it as you post two videos a day how is that a job but it's like they don't understand like all of what goes into it and I there's so much back end it's not to me like my nine to five jobs were harder but harder in different ways, like harder in the sense that I hated being under someone's schedule. I hated going to meetings. I hated doing projects that I didn't care about. I hated working behind a computer to other people. That's not hard. Um, for me, that was the hard part, the hard part of this job. And like, I'm not saying that this isn't something with nine to five too, but it's just the mental health. Like when I worked nine to five, like when I closed that computer, I closed that computer and I didn't think about it. I didn't think about it over the weekend. Like, Rarely, unless it was a really stressful time, did I think about my job outside the hours of nine to five. Um, Like think about it in a way where I was like, fuck, I want to go do this. I need to go do this. Like whatever. Like I was able to cut that off. Like this job is 24 seven all day. Even in your sleep, you dream about it. Like it is very much nonstop. Um, So that aspect's really, really difficult. Like, sure. Is it as difficult to make a video as it is to like make a PowerPoint presentation for your company? Absolutely not. Fuck no, it's not. But that PowerPoint presentation is going to be done one day. It's like, you're going to have to make videos every single day. Like if you want to keep up with this, if you want to have a career and that's totally our choice. Um, So it is hard. Like I will say like, it is not the hardest job I've had, but it is the hardest I've ever worked. Oh my God. I I totally don't disagree with that. Well, I mean like your entire career is based off of letting people into your life, which is crazy. I was watching this weekend. I binged the Netflix series. Um, it was like, I can't remember what it was called, but it was like something about the bling ring, like that Hollywood heist group from like the mid 2000s. And one mm-hmm. of the big points that it made was like, you never used to get this much insight into like the people you look up to. And so I yeah. think that's just like the craziest thing. It's like just constantly on your mind. But I do yeah. think that there is something to say about someone like you who worked that you know got a taste of what that you know for lack of a better term like that corporate lifestyle is like because I do really believe that they're that you know you kind of appreciate then this not necessarily more but like it I know it's different than someone who just you know for sure and I think that's that's I think that's what a lot of people like don't understand and I'm not sure the metrics on like how people have become influencers but it's like I didn't I wasn't just born and into being an influencer I didn't go on a show that gave me a following I did my following all on my own like I posted videos two three times a day kept up with it and for basically a year over a year I was working two full-time jobs and like really influencing is like working 
itself is just like a 24 seven. So it was almost like working three jobs, like (laughs) literally like doing my nine to five in between my nine to five, still doing influencing after my nine to five, doing influencing, like before my nine to five, doing influencing and content. Um, So it's like, it took me a year and a half of like the hardest, most exhausting work ever to be able to then finally get to the point where I was like, finally, I can quit my nine to five now and I can live off the influencing money. Um, Awesome. Now, some people, like I said, you know, some people were famous. Maybe they were born a famous relative of somebody. um, Or maybe they went on a show and got their following. I think a lot of, I've seen younger people, you know, they go to college and start making TikToks Mm -hmm. in college because, like, their job is literally to just go to class and do homework. Um, There's a lot more free time. Um, But for them, for a lot of the people that I'm friends with, we all kind of worked, like, nine to fives. Um, And then just this happened for us to go along the lines with that like what does it mean to you to be like an influencer or content creator it means a lot I mean for the first part it was like I always grew up my entire life like never knowing what I wanted to do um like I never was like oh my god that's my dream job that's my dream job but like I truly can say this is my dream job like being able to do this. And like, I never thought that I would ever be able to say that. Like when I started climbing the corporate ladder and joining corporations, like I instantly felt like the sense of defeat because I was like, I can do this, but I don't want to do this. I'm not interested yeah. in working in a corporation. I'm not interested in working for other people. I'm not interested in contributing to other people's goals. Like that's not my goal. Like I want to make my own path. Um, I just never knew how I was going to do that. I was like, I don't want to start my own business. I don't have like a special talent or anything. Like, (laughs) I don't like want to put all that work in, but little did I know that my talent was just like making videos and talking. Um, I never thought that that was like, I could make a career out of that. So the fact that I've been able to do that, like that means so much to me that I like actually work a job that I can say is like my dream job because I don't know many people who truly, truly, truly love their job, like are motivated. And like, I'm super motivated with this job. Are there days where I have a hard time and like, I'm like, oh my gosh, of course. But like, there's always motivation for me to like make another video or do something. It's like kind of toxic because it's it's a sense like a little bit of an addiction too. Like you definitely (laughs) get a little bit addicted to not just the app, but like making content, the validation, the dopamine effect of seeing videos go viral. Like a lot of mental health in there too. I'm not I'm not ignorant to that, but there is a lot of motivation for me, like to make content. And I also just think like growing up lower middle class and like obviously growing up gay and like not always being accepted, like the appreciation I have now for all the positive, like all the nice comments, all the amazing people that support you, all the people that want to see you grow. And then like the opportunity of like at 26 years old, like making my own full-time business, like I was making like $40,000 at my first um, corporate job. And it's like, I'm making triple that now, like on my own. Um, and like, it's just insane to like, be able to do that at such a young age and, you know, feel really solid and like be able to go to the restaurants that you never could afford before and be able to like shop at those clothing places that you always dreamed about shopping at, but never had the money. And like being able to help out like 
you know, a friend or parents, like if they're going that's, through a rough time really financially cool. and like not having a Venmo request somebody for dinner, if you know that they're going through a rough time, like little things that I would have always loved to do if I had had the money. And like, especially now, like I'm at a place where it's like, I used to host events as another form of income. Like now I can host events and I can donate any of the proceeds to charity. And like, that that's is really amazing cool. for me to be able to give back. Um, I think that's really important. That's something I'm continuously trying to grow on too, is like, how can I use this platform for good? Like, I want to have fun with it. I want to enjoy, but I also want to be able to make a positive impact with it beyond just making people laugh. Like as great as that is, like, I want to be able to do more with that. So I think that is why it it really, the job means the world to me. Like it, it was like, it's, it's my life. Like it really has become my life. That's so cool. That like makes me so, I mean, like I love following you before and I like feel like I do 10 times more just cause like it just, that's, that should be like everyone's goal. You know what I mean? Like that should be yeah. everyone's goal with it. Um, when it comes to like your content creation and your influencing, you, you mentioned like hosting the parties and things like that. What are some of the, the exciting things you got going on now? What are things that like, what are things that, that influencing has been able to like bring you besides what you've already mentioned that you know, is now happening. And it's like, oh shit, like this is really cool. Yeah. I mean, last month, September was like the craziest like month of my life. Like I went to New York fashion week, like, which was which just that insane. Is like, so cool. Being able How was to that? like so much fun. So like, that was, that was just crazy. And I went to school for fashion. So I appreciated that experience so much more. Totally. I got to meet a bunch of other content creators. Um, anytime, like I love traveling. So like the idea of this job, being able to like get you trips and like content trips and influencer trips, like I love those opportunities like so much. Um, but yeah, like I had the craziest month I did that. And then I was invited to go to Firefly, which is a music festival in Delaware at VIP passes. There was an amazing set list of headliners. Um, it was great. Um, then I hit 300,000 followers. I had a huge event, raised like $1,500 for charity. That's Um, super cool. So now this month, I'm like kind of like taking a little bit of a breather. Um, but that's that's an exciting part in itself too, is like kind of getting to like direct your own schedule and like absolutely be like this is a week I'm gonna take to do this. But there's always very fun opportunities that come about. Like even like just a few days ago, like this restaurant reached out to me in Philly. They were like, Hey, like most people don't know this, but we're also a nightclub at night. Like we're really struggling and like you have such a cool platform. Like we would love to have you in like for dinner one night and like if you wanna like give us tips on like how to like you know come like a booming club like we trust your nightlife expertise like that's like really cool for me like kind of like be like oh like a cool project I could work on is maybe trying to like help this club like stay alive you know like help a small business um flourish um that's, that's really, really cool. fun for me um I think there's you got always... young gravy in the dms yeah, that yeah young gravy in my wild. dms like <laughs> I've had a few like really exciting celebrity interactions um yeah, there's just so much always, there's so much opportunity. Um, and that I never take it for granted because I didn't have that at my jobs before. I felt like I was pigeonholed and on the bottom of the totem pole. And like in this job, like I feel like there's like so many different avenues for me to explore. Right. You can go like, you can literally go anywhere at any time. There's yeah. like gone is the the ladder per se. Yeah, exactly. But that's really cool. Yeah. I saw the, I saw all the young gravy stuff and I was like, that's crazy. That's so cool. Yeah, he's the spokesperson for Feral Girl Fall. I literally love it. <laughs> so like diving into the personal life a little bit, how do you manage to like balance the influencing with the personal life? Because like you've mentioned, like it really can straddle 
that line like so quickly. So yeah. like, what, do, how do you keep it kind of separate if at all? And like, <laughs> how does, how yeah. do you manage that? So I'm not gonna lie. It's definitely really hard for me because so much of my content centers around my personal life. Like, I think that's, that's the, the, the biggest the biggest pro and the biggest con to being like a lifestyle quote unquote influencer is like the pro is it's really, you can really grow a huge platform that way and get huge engagement because when your followers know about your life, they feel like they know you and then they're really invested in everything you do. The con to that is then you obviously get like haters. Like when you like obviously share certain things and act certain ways because people like are coming at your character. Um, And it's hard to keep things private when you kind of have made a little bit of a path off of not being private. You know, a lot, a a big part of my content is kind of oversharing. Like I Mm -hmm. share things on the internet that most people wouldn't even share with their parents. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So that part is difficult. It like helps you maintain a following and grow, but it's also hard to know where is the line if there is one. Um, So my dating life was the hardest part. Like the year, like the year I had with dating, obviously now it's different, but the year I had with dating was the worst year I had like ever like with like relationships and whatnot because the guys I dated just did not like that like they did not want it to be talked about in videos it was like full Taylor Swift like don't write songs full Taylor Swift yes like it was like don't make content about me and then there was the the alias names like all yes then there was the other side of people that were like oh my gosh like put me in a video like I want to be in your video like that was horrible that's gotta be and then yeah my friends I think were impacted a lot too because you know they were going out with me and they weren't just like going out with Brandon they were like now going out with Brand Flakes and it was like weird to go to clubs that we've been going to together for like two three years and now it's like totally different situation um and you know they're in my videos and all the time and mostly everything's been pretty great um but it definitely is hard I have to remind myself a lot like and I'll find like I'll catch myself being like put your phone down or like live in the moment or you don't need to film this you can just enjoy this as a person um and like I said like this is one of those months where I'm going to try to do a little bit more of that just because last month was so like on the go content 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 like I'm going home to the suburbs on Wednesday with my family I'm going to try to see a movie with my mom eat dinner be as disconnected as I possibly can be without like fucking up my job right Um, but (laughs) there's there needs to be a balance um and that I will say like that is something as an individual I need to grow on because I'm always like I want to say yes to everything I want to keep going because I'm motivated slightly addicted (laughs) to all of it but there's definitely like those times where it's like even today like I felt like a little bit of the burnout where I was just like I'm gonna let myself just lay in bed and watch tv I never do that and I'm just gonna do that today yeah no that I mean that is so important because at the end of the day like everybody needs a little bit of a a break from their job, but I do. Yeah. I can't imagine like that, that balance would be, would be tough. Um, in, you know, five, 10 years, like where do you want this all to kind of go? Yeah. I think my dream would be like eventually to like, maybe make my way onto TV some sort. Like I always used to envision like having my own show or like being a reality guest, which like I'd still be game for, but like, I'd also love to like host a show, like host a dating show or like host a talk show, you know, like this past month is really exciting. Like I interviewed Billy Eichner last month. I was going to um, ask you, how did that, how was that? That was for bros, yeah? Yes, that was amazing. So I think last month like really gave me that like kind of confidence to be like, okay, like I could start getting off people's phones, maybe eventually getting on people's TVs. Yeah. Um, if it's, you know, 
interviewing people or being a host of a show or being on the show. Um, I do a little bit of acting on my TikToks. I would definitely need a coach and some training, but we could get there. <laughs> but I don't, I also would like love to like motivational speak at some point, like talk totally. to, talk to kids who are struggling growing up, you know, with like identity and what they want to be. Um, there's a lot of different areas, um, that I could see myself exploring. Um, I think that's why I enjoy kind of making my content around my life because I'm cool with that. And like, I could see myself literally in 10 years, like being over it and like teaching, teaching at a college, like <laughs> how to be an influencer. You never Professing. know what courses are going to be needed in the future on like what, what. Oh, it's so true. They're I needed now. So much. Yeah, they're, they're needed, literally now. needed now. But it's just that still that stigma. And once people break the stigma or at least accept that it's not going away, which I think will help break the stigma, like I there's going to be correct. a need for people to teach. And the best teachers are like people who like mastered the art but like totally. didn't feel like doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Um, that's really cool. I think <laughs> a teacher, that would be awesome. Thank y'all for tuning in to another week of Talently Untalented. Um, as I'm putting my final editing touches on, I realized that I ended our recording um, before we got to do our little wrap up. So I'm coming on here to do that now. Bran, I want to thank you so much for coming on. This was really an amazing conversation. And I really, really enjoyed talking about like all of the different things that we talked about because I think it's the side of things uh, when it comes to content creation that we don't really see. And I really love that. So thank you for coming on. Um, thank you all for listening. I really hope you enjoyed. Um, but join me again next week. And uh, thank you again. <laughs>